So at first about this episode, I was like, oh, this intro and then these 15 questions, it'll be like quick fire. And so then it'll just be more authentic if I don't really worry too much about it. And then I read the questions and I was like, girl, you better get worried about it. Like, so then I went through each one and typed an answer. I'm like, oh God. They're deep. (laughs) Yeah, they go deep, Jamie. Gonna be a lot for the you, the person answering. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. We are starting our series, This Is Us. We thought it would be good to just answer some more deep, thought-out questions about who we are as human beings and people, (laughs) I suppose. We have a lot of new listeners, and you can get to know us a little bit more if you haven't gone back to the beginning to find out about who we are. So tonight, we are starting with Rachel Flanagan from Flannaville, seated at the table. I have Rachel. Hey, everybody. Jamie. Hello. Jen. Hi, everyone. And Kim. Hi. And I'm Tabitha. So we're going to go through a series of questions, and each one of us is going to answer them the same questions. So you can get to know each one of us in that way. So Rachel Flanagan, do you want to just give two lines about who you are in case this is the first time someone's listening to this podcast? Um, I am Rachel Flanagan. If you just found us, I am the one with Seely. Seely is now eight. We live in Minnesota. My page on Facebook is called Flannaville. On Instagram, you can find us at Flannagoods. And you can also find us at flannagoods.com, which is our online shop featuring lots of things for families like ours, including some low price, ultra comfortable shirts for moms, but also, you know, some sensory toys and some tested and approved Flannabill stuff. You know, we just have a bunch of tools and a bunch of fun things over there. Anyway, um, you may also find my blog if I ever get my shit together there, but it's just a good way to stay connected to stuff that's going on for us. Okay. We're going to shoot with these questions. All right. The first question is, what is your favorite place on earth outside of being with your kids and family? You know, for me, it's the mountains, but specifically it would be like in a hot springs following a massage. And then I get to stay for a week. That's just kind of probably the best place on earth. I agree with that. Two, what is something people would never guess just by looking at you? Hmm. I guess that I'm in pain and I'm broken, but I'm stronger than most can comprehend. Mm. Or how much you swear. Or how much I curse. But they can <laughs> see that. That's <laughs> an audio, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, looking back on your life, who or what instantly makes you light up? Um, a sunset can move me to tears. My daughter laughing in her most authentic way. When my husband is proud, I glow for him. And you know those moments where you're at like the last step of a hike and then you turn the corner and the the like waterfall is there? I live for that. Like that, that. Jen's not. You lost me at hike. I just all went weird. We do not really. I meant car ride. You know when you go on a car ride? <laughs> and you turn the corner and there's and a then beautiful you're like, waterfall. Oh, what is this thing they say? Trailhead. Oh, look, a waterfall. Yeah, that, that would be a moment I love. I mean, I've seen some movies. 
Right. If you could rekindle a passion with an old hobby, what would it be? And what do you miss about it? I, this is kind of silly. When I was thinking about this one, I thought of antiquing. Um, and mm. really it's because I love, I, I used to like get a hot coffee with Billy, you know, back in those days where you could finish your coffee on an outing where you get into the store and you could like do the thing and leave. I, I miss that. So that antiquing, and then you get to do all the furniture refinishing. Okay. Sorry, I forgot I was asking the questions for a minute. Hey, Tess, could you engage a little, please? He was enthralled by this hand. I was. Like, oh, that sounds so nice. That sounds okay. great. Let's go antiquing. What does your best day look like? No. What are you wearing? Where are you going? Who are you with? What do you do? Mine is a 70 degree Tuesday. Mm. Um, I feel like it's shorts and a t-shirt, sneakers with clean hair. This would be like primo, primo day. I would get a calm Steely Flanagan onto the bus. I'd meet a friend for breakfast because it's like my favorite on earth. And then we would either do like a park walk or like a walk through some shops, you know, depending on the lady left or right side of the table here. Some shops or some go to the park. And then I would come home to a clean house watch some Dateline by myself, no interruptions, get a, like safe Sealy off the bus, grill some dinner. While my husband does dishes, I would take a bath and then I'd probably call you guys. I mean, listen, this is not like the go to Tahiti kind of best day ever, but I just love that everything's smooth, ev like no pressures, mm. fill my heart with the people I adore kind of day. Mm, love that. What's your favorite childhood memory? I don't have a particular, but I can say that my coolest childhood feature was growing up with a cabin. I think it mm. defined my need to get out of town, which is a lot of like heart and soul healing for me. I grew up swimming in a lake, letting sunnies kiss my toes, canoeing, doing fireworks and bonfires. Like I think that in conjunction with growing up in the city is just kind of a cool mix and kind of my favorite thing of growing up. Hmm. If you could meet anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? This is a no-brainer. I would meet my birth mom. Hmm. I prayed about it at every wish I could make, every eyelash, every shooting star. I missed her by three years and I just, whew, like I'd love to put a hug on that bitch. I'll tell you what. I love that, Rach. Me too. What's the happiest day of your life? Um, May 18th, 2015, which is the finalization of my daughter's adoption. That is the day I screamed, I do at the wrong time to this judge. It's the day that nobody could come back and renegotiate Steely Flanagan's Flanagan-ness. It is our forever family day. It's really defined I mean, more than my wedding day. I think Billy and I stepped into our roles on this earth on May 18th. Like, you know, she was born on February third and I was there and that is glorious but there was this permanency about that May 18th that just still takes my breath hmm. what is your biggest insecurity I have to read that one I got a little cloudy in that thought process right there oh that I'll struggle like this forever yeah how do you know when you can trust someone I'm not the best judge of trust because I give <laughs> it freely and I deliver it with a hug but to further protect myself, I go with this, like, me once, shame on you, me twice, shame on me, that uh, sort of defines the way that I give and continue to trust people. 
Yeah. How do you move through big feelings? Oh, like a crappie out of water, like a fish out of water, because I'm working mostly on not suppressing them right now. So I'm feeling all the things really big, really open, and it's not glamorous, cute, or maybe that functional, but it is the best I can do. I'm just trying not to like bury it. This one was hard for me, this question. Would you rather live one day longer than your child with additional needs or have access to the dream team and placement for them? I pray for placement with glorious people on the daily. I just want to meet our future and find comfort in that and establish that. Celie's eight, so I'm not necessarily talking about tomorrow, but it is part of our crisis plan. So to me, I feel like I know that when I find the dream team, my daughter will shine in ways that I didn't know because she'll have access to another perspective and another view and another, you know, more folks. And every time she meets someone that's dream team, she just explodes with, you know, personality or skills in a new and different way. So to me, it's like hands down a placement filled with glorious folks. How do you explain your child's diagnosis to people? Um, Quickly, at at first, I'll say my daughter has special needs or Celie has autism, something to that point. And then if the first statement is met with any understanding or interest at all, I will explain further. Um, to name her big four, like she has autism, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, bipolar, and anxiety. And if they haven't glazed over from there, then I go out with all the gushing. She's also like Elton John and the blah, blah, blah. Like she's, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But we're pretty open, both with her and with the community. And my kid's pretty behavioral. So um, we talk about stuff often. What relationships have been the most impacted by your child's diagnosis? When I read this, I thought everyone, but really my relationship with her is so far from typical. And because so many things had to line up for my daughter to be mine, I just feel so grateful. And so for me, it's ours. It's my greatest honor and it is rare, (laughs) our connection. I mean, it's just... um, not among our friends, because I think we all get it, but it's just so extra to be Celie's. Yeah. If you had a chance to build a dream center community, what would be the cornerstone of your offerings? Um, I want to have an inclusive approach to aging in place for families, individuals, and people that need respite, um, like a short-term stay. Obviously, there's a 24-hour coffee truck, naturally there's that. Um, I also want to have this infrastructure where there's sort of um, some shops or a cafe and some industrial jobs for those living around the ville. Um, And in Minnesota, I would like to have day programming center that straddles everything from this federal level four to through job coaching, you know, encompassing outings and skills and stuff, because um, there isn't that. And I feel like if we were having a place where not not just the child or adults could move to, but rather the family so that you can age in place and be together and have this great community together, um, I, I could just see it changing our world. And, and I can't imagine we'd be alone. Mm, that's a cool idea because sometimes when they do treatment for like parents who need 
addiction counseling, they have treatment centers where the kids can live with the kids and it makes yeah. a huge impact on people's recovery. You know, Not when I worked in senior living, there's this whole aging in place idea. So you might like come into the community living in a villa, which is like this sort of townhome-ish. And then you'd move to an apartment and then you'd move, like you'd be able to stay in place, but increase your level of care. And I think there's such crossover between an aging population and our the needs of our kids and families like ours. So I just see kind of a bridge between that whole idea. Mm. What is your biggest dream for yourself outside of your family and kids? I want to survive and I want to get to a place where I'm thriving more days than not. And I want to be able to harness all of my passions about business and all these things with advocacy and sort of, you know, build the thing I was just talking about. I just envision this community approach to doing better than we have and sort of pooling resources. Um, I feel like once I get that under control, I'll be able to set the dream more closely. Mm. So maybe we could wrap this up. This is a surprise to all you guys. <laughs> I just thought of this just now. I maybe we Welcome can wrap to the table. <laughs> wrap this up by rounding the table with things we see about you that maybe you don't see in yourself as we've gotten to know each other over the past two years. Rachel Flanagan, I will tell you, is one of the kindest people I've ever met in my entire life. Even when she's struggling in her worst time, she will Instacart you some groceries. She will send you a coffee because coffee. she knows you're also struggling. She also is the funniest one of the funniest people I've ever met has made me laugh until I have almost peed my pants <laughs> and has a kindred nurturing spirit that I don't think you know shines to the people around you. I mean, just being in your presence lifts people up, even if you're feeling in your darkest. I'm grateful to be your friend. And the past, well, three years we are now of our friendship um, is a gem. I feel lucky to know you. So that's for me. I'll go. Um, I, what Tabitha said, you are literally one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Like literally almost pee my pants funny. And it, it, you're so off the cuff with things. You know, it's just this natural thing you have. And you are a loyal friend. And I don't know if you realize, like Tabitha said, you show up even when you're in your stuff for us, like coffee or leggings or you know what you just you're very thoughtful even when you're in your own stuff you're a very good friend and I love you very much mm. I, love you. I love you too feeling the love over here I'm crying I don't just love her for the puppy but the point to that story <laughs> is her thoughtfulness <laughs> of doing things for other people when she's in her own kind of stuff you know yeah I don't even like coffee and I still <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with the other two Tabitha put us on the spot but I what I love about you is like the moments of we're all have like crazy lives and we can't constantly connect but I always feel like I can just text you about anything or tell you about anything and it might take you five minutes to respond it might take you two hours to respond but it's like this instant and it's like always funny or always like in a moment and in the big moments, you're always right there. You're the first person there. And like the, the really hard moments or like the celebratory moments, even though we all have that in and out of like not being able to be like friends constantly talking to each other. I don't know if that made any sense, but I love you. Thank you. I love you. Kim, what do you love about me, girl? <laughs> <laughs> so 
what can I say about Rachel Flanagan? She is one of the most kind and generous people that I know. She, like everyone said, is very thoughtful, but to the detail of like, she remembers things. Like I thought Jen left for California a week ago. <laughs> I don't always remember things when they're happening. She always remembers um, the day after a meltdown or, you know, a birthday or uh, the anniversary of, of some your parents passing or whatever it may be. She's always like really in tune with that stuff. She's in tuned if you're extra quiet, anything. She just notices things. She, you know, she notices things and, and then she'll, she will reach out and um, make you talk. She's also very creative. She's very funny. You know, some people might call it dark humor, which is my favorite kind. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just, she says what's on her mind. It just comes right out and it comes right out in the funniest ways you know, and then you can't help but to laugh. So I love you so much. Kyrie, and just to clarify her artistic abilities, if anyone wants to refer to the Flanaville, you can have a look at her wall and uh, get a little take on Rachel Flanagan. Glorious. <laughs> well, Glorious. You ask her to make you one graphic and she'll send you 12 in like 18 seconds. <laughs> Five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. It's like wizard, wizard hour over there with yeah. the graphic. Uh, we love you. And we are dropping a one episode of each one of us for the next five episodes. So get ready for that. We're going to be answering these questions, getting to know us. If you want to know something else about us, shoot us a Gmail, table for five podcast at gmail.com. Shoot, <laughs> shoot us a Gmail? Shoot us a Gmail. I mean, an email. I mean, it's been a long three day weekend, people. <laughs> this is what you get. Uh, That's we right. love you. Everybody will think that Jen's gone to California twice in like three months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we Thanks, love you, everyone. Again, first episode. Bye. Love Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table for this episode of the Table for Five No Reservations podcast. Big thank you to all of our supporters. If you would like to become a supporter, please check out the description of this episode where you will also find episode information, how to sign up for our newsletter, and find links to us individually. Join us next Monday for more. And while you wait, check out our content on Facebook and Instagram. If you are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen. To contact us, you can email us at Table for Five Podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Can't wait to sit with you again.